Hi, welcome to Navigating the Spectrum with Michelle Portlock. I'm your host, Michelle Portlock, and I'm so happy to have you with me today. Today, I have a new guest, and her name is Adina Jacobson. Adina is a wife and mother of four children, and she has earned her master's in special education and is also a licensed board-certified behavior analyst. Adina is also the chief clinical operator of BK Ventures, so she has a few things on her plate. So, Adina, thank you so much for being with me today. Hi, I'm happy to be here. I'm so glad. So I wanted to talk to Adina. I just wanted to start by asking you about yourself and what drove you personally to work in the field of ABA. And we had talked about some experiences that you had had in your life. And I just thought it would be really neat if you were up to sharing some of your background. Sure. Well, I never really wanted to go into ABA because I didn't know what ABA was. Um, when I was growing up, I was diagnosed with dyslexia, and, which is a reading condition, I, a, really, a reading disorder. Um, I read words backwards. I, some of my letters were backwards, and I really wasn't able to read until I was in third grade. And I learned to read through a multisensory system, which was back when I was growing up, it was like really unheard of. So when I was looking for careers, I wanted to find something that would be able to help people and not hurt my condition. So originally I wanted to go into ultrasound, which is totally nothing here <laughs> but because all the pictures were backward. I'm like, oh, this will be great for me. But it was so boring. It just wasn't for me. And then I decided <laughs> I wanted to do special ed and be a reading specialist. But the reason I wanted to do that was because my son, who is now 20, um, he was born premature. He was born at 28 weeks. He was a tiny little peanut and he had every status in the world. And we would have therapists in and out of our house all the time. And when I saw actually the person who inspired me, her name is Jean McKenzie. She was my son's special ed home-based therapist. And she would come to our house every morning at seven o'clock, which was a huge help for me because it was like witching hour, trying to get everyone ready for school and everything. <laughs> and she would sit with my son and work with him. And he really did amazing. Um, so I decided this is my goal. I'm coming, I'm becoming special ed, but I wanted to work with the reading because I thought it would be good because I can help all those and pay it forward for those who helped me. Um, fast forward six years, my son was graduating from all of his programs. He didn't have special ed, he didn't have OT, he didn't have PT, and he was in a self-contained classroom in school, in a private school, but he didn't need all of the services. And one day when I took him, it wasn't me, but our carpool took him to the bus stop for school. One of the parents didn't see him and they rode over him. Um, mm. he, we were so happy that we were finally at the point where all of his issues were resolved. I want to say resolved, but were under control. And we were at a loss, like now what? Um, they flew my son to Westchester Hospital and he was in and out of the hospital for years. They had to reconstruct the whole right side of his body. He had traumatic brain injury. He had memory loss. And it was very hard to work with him and see my child in pain for so many years. Yes. And when we were working with him, at that point, I didn't realize that I was doing ABA on him, but the constant repetition of learning helped him maintain information. So we would like go into his room and he wouldn't recognize me. So I would say, AJ, look, this is a picture of me. I'm mommy. This is daddy. And we would go down the list of things and we would say, remember, this was this. Show me, you know, this is the favorite cereal that you like to eat. Show me the favorite cereal you like to eat. And we would constantly do things, which now I learned is called this great trial 
um, and we would do it on him and it worked wonders. And I didn't know what this was that I was doing. I thought it was some sort of education. I didn't know much, but I wanted to do that. And I, you know, at that point, I already had my master's in special education and I already had um, my degree to work as a reading specialist. And I started working in special ed school for younger children. And what I didn't realize at the time was in order to be a special educator and work specifically with reading, you have to be able to sit still. You have to be able to have tons of concentration with the child and give them everything that they need to make them be able to read. Well, I have very bad ADHD. I can't sit still for two seconds. So my whole plan kind of backfired in my face. Um, but while I was at that program, I saw that I was gravitating to those children who nobody wanted to work with. They were either very, very behavioral or they were nonverbal or they were a little bit quirky. They would have like a lot of, they would either like flap their hands or bang their head against the wall. And because they were a little bit more challenging, people didn't want to try. And I mean, my assumption is they don't want to try because how would they fail if they failed? But for me, I looked at it and I was like, well, if nobody wants to work with them, I could do it. Let me try. Mm -hmm. And I started working with all of these kids and I loved it. And I, I didn't find anything much, anything that was more rewarding than that. You would, I would come home, I was so thrilled. I, I taught somebody who would take their feces and wipe it all over their wall to take finger paint and wipe it on a paper instead. And people mm -hmm. who didn't have any words, I taught them to have sound. And my supervisor came over to me and she said, you know, Adina, why don't you go back to school and get your BCBA? Like, I don't know what that is. What is it? She's like, well, it's basically a board certified behavior analyst and you'd be working with children with autism and you can work with other types of things, you know, eating disorders, addiction, but mainly children with autism and you would train them through a behavioral scientific behavioral approach and help them. So I like, I don't really know much about it, but I, okay. I mean, I like knowledge, so why not? <laughs> I went to school and I learned all about ABA and, you know, I took my exam, which was not really fun. But when I was that, I realized that ABA is what I was doing on my son who had traumatic brain injury and mm -hmm. everything clicked. You know, my son now he's 20 years old. He's in school. He wants to be a licensed plumber. And like, I would have never thought for a second from all the injury that he had, that he would be where he is. Mm -hmm. So by me being in this field, I feel like I have it from all sides. I know what it is to be a child who suffers and who feels different and who needs help, but wasn't necessarily getting the help right away that they need. I know what it is to be a parent and watch your child suffer and feel helpless and like nobody's going to be able to help and what am I going to do next and what's going to be the outcome of my child and then I know what it is as a teacher I know how rewarding it is to help those and make those milestones with them and see where it is so I am where I am really because of my son um, I owe everything to him I would have done special ed regardless but I would have never went into the ABA field and I would have never known how successful ABA could be when used correctly if it wasn't for my son. Mm. So that's why I am where I am today. I think that's incredible. And I always find, I always find those personal experiences that pull us forward and draw us into these fields. I think that those of us who have experienced it in our own lives, it, it is more meaningful. And we want to show up because we know like you said, you know, those kids that are the, that were struggling and banging their heads against the wall and having behaviors that they were struggling with. I think because of where you've been, you were able to, uh, it sounds like create relationships with them and help them 
to find the best version of themselves and to progress in their own way. And I think that's really beautiful. I appreciate you sharing that story. Actually, multiple stories, your own and your son's, which we know as parents, our children's stories are also our stories. <laughs> so I, I wanted to ask you, when I introduced you, I introduced you as the cl uh, chief clinical operator of BK Ventures. And I was just wondering what led you toward BK Ventures? So when I started, I was just one of the BCBAs that worked for one of the companies that BK Ventures manages. Mm -hmm. uh, I had a whole brain full of ideas and all these dreams that I wanted to do. But at that point, because of my life with my children and everything, I just worked as a BCBA. I shouldn't say just worked. It was a tough job. Mm -hmm. But I was doing home-based cases, and I was a clinical director in an adult rehab facility. But this was my first company that I worked for when um, ABA became known through the medical insurance. And I enjoyed working there. And at one point, the two founders of the company asked me how would I feel about joining at a different level. Um, and as long as it didn't interfere with my kid's lifestyle and everything, I was totally cool with it. So it kind of like fell in my lap. So I joined them on a the different level and I helped them open up um, new offices throughout different states and build it. But it wasn't something that I planned. It kind of just happened. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's really interesting. I feel like what you're not saying is that you were so good at your job that they recognized it and wanted to and wanted you to go further and help them in in more of like a supervisor type role. <laughs> I don't have an ego or anything, but like I feel what I do. I mean, I feel confident. I look at the kids that I helped out and the families and you know even though I'm not directly working with children anymore, I still have relationships with all the families. And on weekends, some of those clients will come to my house and my kids know all of them and they get so excited. So I, I think I'm good at what I do just because I love what I do. And I don't find my yes. feel like a job. I feel it like I'm, I'm doing my hobby every single day. Oh. So, you know, when somebody says, oh, you're very good at what you do. Well, when you have a hobby, if you like to paint, you're good at it. You love it. You do it all the time. So mm -hmm. and helping families and children, it's my hobby. So I think I'm good at it because it's my passion. Well, I love that. And I just had to kind of tease you about that a little bit because, because <laughs> I knew it was, I knew it was there. I knew it was there. I just wanted to kind of talk about that and let you know, I recognize you. Oh, I'm on air. Now everyone's going to think I have this ego. No, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> so what type of services does Behavior Venture provide? So um, Behavior Venture is the managing company, as I was telling you, for a bunch of different ABA companies. And mm -hmm. they provide all of the nitty gritty stuff that nobody really wants to do, like um, HR, um, case management, billing, and all of that. But mm -hmm. it's such an important company because without the managing company, all of the companies that they're working for wouldn't be able to exist and do the clinical end. So all the companies provide home-based aid that they manage provide home-based ABA services for children on the spectrum. Mm -hmm. um, as well, they provide family training. Um, now, when I say family training, I don't mean like, oh, a family doesn't know what to do, so we're going to go and teach a family what to do. It's more of the cheerleader of the child who needs the special help. Mm -hmm. um, we would, the BCBA would come into the home and set up a program 
for these children and based on what they're hearing from the parents where you know the areas of weakness and based on evaluations that are done and we would set something up to make it one uniform team um, and we would work with the parents and we would work with the other siblings and we would work with the child to make sure that everybody's on the same page and everyone realizes that your brother or your sister isn't working with us because there's something wrong with them they're just thinking a little bit differently and we're teaching you how to think how they think mm. um, and i feel like that's the key the key to success um, when everybody's on the same page and everyone understands and BK Ventures gives all of the different ABA companies an opportunity to be able to help these families because they're managing the operation end of everything. I do love that because I know multiple BCBAs who would like to start their own business, you know, but they're they're really good working with the children and the families. But like you said, those other pieces of building a business can be daunting and can really kind of become unmanageable for many and they just need help in areas of working with insurance companies and and things like that I looked at like all the different services that BK Ventures provides and I thought yeah those are all things if I started my own business I would not want to do (laughs) a matter of not wanting to do a BCBA is not their brain is not set in a way that it's operational. Sure. I wouldn't even know what would go into a company. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, say if I would open up my own company, I wouldn't know what to do because I've been watching everything with BK. But Mm -hmm. when I first started, I have no idea how to credential people. I have no idea how to work with the billing systems. I I don't know how to write policies and procedures for operational needs and everything like that. Mm -hmm. So we're very thankful that we have a company like BK who can provide all of these things and just let a BCBA or an RBT um, do what they do best. Yes. Yes. I love that. That makes perfect sense to me. And I like that you expanded on that. So thank you. Well, I'd love to hear, you kind of mentioned a few things um, when we were talking about the why. I guess what I should say is I'm certain there are multiple meaningful experiences. Is there one that kind of sticks out more for you? The one experience, I mean, there are several, as you said, but one of them that like really touched me was this little girl that I was working with. Beautiful, beautiful little girl. And she had something called delayed echolalia which would mean she would talk, but she didn't have functional speech. So I would say, Mary, how was your day? And her response would be, hi, my day was great. But she only knew it because it was wrote or said to her. Or she would start repeating things that she heard later on in the day. Mm -hmm. Um, I would say, how are you? And she goes, the wheels on the bus go round and round. Because that was the song that she was singing earlier. And she would repeat it. And it would basically she would echo things that she heard in the past and then bring it there. Mm -hmm. But her functional language just wasn't working. And as she was getting older, the parents were getting very frustrated because she would have all these temper tantrums and they didn't know what she wanted. They would ask her a question and she would refer back to a song that she heard someone say later on. And it just was very difficult. Um, But what I did notice was she was very bright and she was always on her iPad and she was typing and she was on YouTube and she was able to do so many different types of things. So I asked the parents if she would, they would mind if I would experiment with something. And the parents at that point were like, do whatever you can, just get my daughter to say something. And no matter what we did, we couldn't get her to have proper functional communication through verbs, verbiage. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I decided I wanted to teach her to text, see if maybe that would work. I knew she knew how to type because she was going on YouTube and she was typing different things that she wanted to watch. 
So instead of working on teaching her sounds, um, to say the sounds and to say the words and try to connect things um, through her verbal communication, we did it through text. And I taught this little girl how to text her wants and her needs. Um, so now when she was yelling and screaming on the floor and mom didn't know what was wrong, she would say, Mary, what is it that you want? And she could type and say, I'm hungry. She wasn't mm -hmm. able to say with her mouth, I'm hungry, but she was able to tell mom what she wanted anyway. Mm. And that was something that stuck with me. And it was something that honestly, I didn't know if it was gonna work. It, it was so many years ago and it was like texting was newer, but it was trial and error. And I took that experience and I taught a lot of the people that I supervised. And now they're teaching children instead of, if they can't get language out at a certain age, instead of going to PECS or instead of going with PECS's picture communication cards, or instead of going to sign language, which is not a universal language for others, they're teaching children to text and get what they want through a different way of communication. Mm -hmm. And all that was done through discrete trial, which is repetitive teaching um, and ABA. So mm -hmm. that was something that really stuck with me that, you know, you can do ABA, you can find different types of things. Sometimes it'll work, sometimes not. But when you find something that works, you can make it work for so many. Well, I think that's beautiful and it's life-changing, absolutely life-changing for this child and for her family and for all those who come in contact with her in the future, because not being able to communicate, when you tell that story, I think about her having meltdowns and I think that sounds right because it would be extremely frustrating to not be able to have your needs met, your very basic needs met because you could not communicate those needs. So I, I think that's a really powerful story. And it just goes to show that sometimes as professionals, we don't always see the huge effect and the impact that we can have in the lives of the children and those that we're working with. And I think it's really special when we have those breakthrough moments and it does have a positive impact in the lives of those who you're helping. So I really appreciate you sharing that story. Um, Adina, I have one more question for you because sometimes it's hard for parents to find the right ABA services for their child and they need more information about what those services look like, what that means for their child. So I'm wondering how could people contact you for the services that you provide? Well, we do have a website. Um, you know, we have bkventures.com. Um, so everyone can go onto our website and, you know, reach us that way. Um, we have a bunch, as again, like I said, BK is the managing company. So depending on which state you're in, BK does, if you look at their website, they do have different agencies that go, um, that they manage, that they would be able to connect you to the right agency that they manage um, and work that way with you. Um, but I would think that is the best way. Okay. Email me if you want, um, ajacobson at bkventures.com. Um, I'm more than willing, whether you're you know, a client of ours, looking to become a client of ours, or just want advice, I have no problem offering that to anyone who needs. Well, that's very kind of you. That's a big offer. Thank you for sharing that. And thank you so much for being with me today and for helping listeners better understand what BK Ventures is and just to better know you and to learn of all the different experiences that we can have as parents and as professionals. 
Thank you for giving me this opportunity to speak with you. Absolutely. My pleasure. For those of you listening, you can also follow me on Instagram at navigating.the.spectrum. Thanks again.